Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast this week. Last week, we took a little bit of a deep dive, as most of them do, into looking at forgiveness as a path to freedom. And so this week, as part of forgiveness, I thought about what's the kind of helper to giving ourselves forgiveness. I think sometimes it's very easy to mentally know that we need to forgive. And I think learning about the energetic cords and reasons why it might be hard to forgive other people or ourselves is really important. But there was also something I sat really quietly with myself today in which I often, the day I'm going to record a podcast, I do a lot of deep checking in with my own system, with what's happening around me. And I also check in to see what my guides have to say around what would be most helpful. So what I heard this morning was permission energy. I don't know if you can tell, maybe my voice always is a little low, but it is, uh, I'm kind of regaining it at the moment. As this past weekend, I was at the Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo which I lovingly dub the psychic convention and, you know, did, I had, my goal was to do 50 readings over three days and I, I almost got there. I was at 46, but whenever I'm talking for eight hours straight, I oftentimes lose my voice. So it might sound a a little bit extra low right now, but There was one point on Sunday at noon that I actually had a lecture kind of workshop for an hour and it was called Simple Tools for Everyday Intuition and I was, I recorded it and I was listening back and I thought about actually using it for the podcast but I kept noticing that throughout it I just kept inviting folks to have more and more permission energy which I think is a huge tool that I've been taught. There's been a lot of different energy, psychic, intuitive traditions that I've dabbled in in the U.S. and in other countries and things like that. And it's one thing I don't hear very often in a lot of spaces that are trying to teach the greater aspects, I guess, of spirituality as a person who studied Buddhism for several years and and really um, connects my heart to that kind of core foundation, they don't use the word permission energy as much. It's more of allowing, I might say, um, or holding space for, or kind of creating through breath more space, right? There's this emphasis on giving things space, which I really align with permission energy a lot. So I think today, I'm going to dive a little bit into how to bring more permission energy into your life because there's so much that we sometimes subconsciously 
and even knowingly don't give ourselves permission to bring into our lives. So I think about, you know, manifestation, for instance, is a huge buzzword out there in the spiritual community right now. And I think becoming a lot more mainstream. And the mainstream kind of version of it is, I guess I feel is almost about setting intentions, right? So manifesting something means, well, I'm setting intentions for what do I want to achieve or bring into the world and then getting in that mindset or that belief in order to achieve those things. And then I think the spiritual community takes that a step further and talks about your frequency or your mindset or more of that on an energetic versus just a mental and more of a behavioral or or doer sort of piece. So one thing that I see a lot, I see a lot of people jumping into intention, jumping into purpose, jumping into manifesting what they want. And I also see a lot of people struggle with manifesting what they want. And it's so funny. I get spammed all the time on Facebook for everything woo. <laughs> like if you scroll down my thing, it's just, it's some really, really brilliant people and some some folks that I appreciate, but I, I laugh a little bit with because there's this, how do I say this? Um, this perspective that sometimes gets thrown out in the spiritual community that if you're manifesting or if you're in a full alignment with yourself, you should be creating the life you want all the time, almost like you're your own genie, right? Like everything you want should come true. And as much as I'm a believer in really being able to create what you want and courage and jumping into it, if you could create everything you wanted in life, I don't think there'd be a lot of joy in living. Actually, if you just knew that everything was going to work out the way you wanted, right? Or the way your intention sort of felt about something. And I think that's also, you know, what we think we want and what our spirit actually wants sometimes are very different. (laughs) So I think a, a really important point that I like to bring up is that I see a lot of people trying to manifest, whether that's a new job, whether that's a higher, greater sense of purpose, whether that's more tactical things like finances or certain objects or creating a family system that they that they enjoy. But I also oftentimes notice that there's this resistance to fully giving ourselves permission to have those things. It's like they're conditional. And I've said this before, I think in previous podcasts where people really want healing, but whether they think they deserve the healing really allows healing to only get really be embodied or sort of go into the system at a certain point, right? So I might really not enjoy a part of my life, but if I have an underlying core belief that I did something wrong or that I have to suffer, or again, I think I've mentioned this also coming from a family in the Midwest, there's this huge meritocracy kind of bone in my body that says, well, in order to get more of what I want, I really have to not only manifest it, but I have to work really hard. And so sometimes I see when I do readings, these brilliant people that have worked so hard and they have a belief that they should work so hard because, you know, they've had to growing up, but they also continue that belief that that's how they survive and that's how they thrive. And so it sort of creates this energetic cycle that things can't really be easy. And there's a deep 
sort of hope that maybe things could in a way, but we get so lost in that cycle. So not to stray away too far. Sometimes I go on tangents a little bit, but there's something really important about the actual frequency of permission energy. Because usually when we don't give ourselves permission, we have a limited way that we're looking at our lives or the world. Like if I don't give myself permission to let go, if I yell at myself, right? How many how many songs, how many places, poems, you know, um, musicians, you know, there's there's this echo between let it go, right? Release it, let it go. And you might mentally know that you should let something go. But giving yourself permission, openness, kindness, you know, for me, permission energy is almost spacious compassion. It's this ability to really open ourselves and not try to close down the space. It's opening a door to ourselves. And I think that can be really, really scary, especially if we've learned that keeping the door closed or, you know, sort of holding really tight to things or really stuck in a certain mentality, we don't really give ourselves permission to really open to new things sometimes. I think especially, you know, in the kind of cultural system that I grew up in, I learned that by being successful, I have to make these to-do lists and finish everything. And that's that's my worth, right, is, is getting through things and doing things. And so sometimes it's even hard for me to give myself permission energy to not move, to wake up give myself permission to lay there, give myself permission to take deep, full breaths without any goal in mind, right? No goal to move energy out or change my space, which I think is why meditation is becoming such a big, important practice, right? Where we just feel the space in ourselves. We feel compassion arise in that space. We feel our core essence of love come up, And so permission energy has a lot to do with letting in all of us. So permission energy is a way that we can endorse ourselves and say yes to our dreams and the body and the mind without stipulations, without falling into the trap of wondering if we deserve it or if we're worth it or if something has to come in a specific way. When we don't give ourselves permission, especially permission to play and explore, you know, we're experiencing some sort of internal rigidity. So again, I mentioned this a couple times, but when I fall too sharply into structure and I create really strong expectations, I really personally limit the scope of my life. It's almost like, I think I've done this before. I'll wake up and I have a huge list and I'm like, I get to meditate after I finish these 10 things. I don't give myself permission energy to really be in the moment because I feel like sometimes I'm just trying to catch up right I'm like trying to make things happen sometimes the word manifesting can come with this very fiery action of when we manifest something we have to work really hard like I mentioned before this past weekend I did so many psychic readings for so many brilliant souls and Sometimes it's very hard to convey because I see people energetically so clearly and I can see what they're working on and evolving towards as a soul and kind of where some of the blockages are or where some of the tricky steps are in the journey. And oftentimes the question afterwards is, yeah, I totally agree with that. I see that. How do I do it? Like, how do I manifest these things? And I'm a very tangible person as well. I like when someone gives me a roadmap 
And what's interesting is that when people give themselves permission to feel their own essence, to feel that deep well of trust and to love in themselves, we actually just start acting on that frequency. And it's less about doing and more about sensing and feeling into a frequency. And it, it's difficult because in this culture, there is there is this sense of sometimes we do have to get up and do hard things, right? Sometimes we can't just lay on the floor. And if we're constantly just doing and doing and doing, we really bypass our hearts in a big way. And being in our hearts gives ourselves permission to see ourselves, our full selves, to hear our full selves. So lately I've been craving more and more poetry. There's this desire for, you know, creativity and openness and feeling I go through phases of it, I think, in my life. And when I was thinking about permission energy today, there was a poem that Rumi wrote, you know, the Sufi poet a long time ago, and I couldn't remember the specifics of it, but it just reminded me of permission energy. So I found it on the internet and I'm going to read it to you all because I think it's a really beautiful reminder of permission energy and how to really have fun and play and love and joy, giving ourselves permission to feel into things, to be present, to allow ourselves to really experience our full selves in present time and to show up and know that we don't have to be afraid to do that. So this poem is called The Guest House Poem by Rumi, the Sufi poet. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture, still Treat each guest honorably. They may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So when my mind and my heart really tune into this, I have such a clear picture of sitting at meditation retreats and picturing my whole body in essence as this huge, you know, multi-story house and really breathing with and sitting with whatever's happening right in the attic in my mind, ruminating on something, trying to figure something out and just breathing and allowing it in without attaching to it, you know, grief in my heart space, you know, on the second floor really feeling into that, really allowing that, you know, feeling into anxiety oftentimes on the first floor in my abdomen, right? My kind of lower stomach area and also a feeling of like, am I doing this right? Am I going to be safe? Do I have what I need in the basement? You know, all these different feelings on these different floors and different parts of me and just breathing with them all, allowing them all in, opening all the windows rather than trying to fight them. Because there's something really important when we allow permission, when we give ourselves full permission, it's a trust when we give ourselves permission that we can actually 
be okay. We can let sadness in. We can let difficult things in. And when we ground into that kind of taproot of ourselves, you know, in Buddhism, they call it kind of holding your seat. When you're able to really tune into that place and kind of allow, we actually see how quickly things move. We see how quickly emotions actually fade out when we don't grasp onto them. And we give ourselves permission to breathe into them and therefore to be in neutrality around them and to love them. So I think I mentioned this before. I feel like I keep jumping around a little bit. (laughs) My brain is mashed potatoes today. Maybe some gravy too from the conference. So you'll have to send me some love and forgiveness as I bounce around here in, in different web parts of my brain. But when I was thinking about permission energy and I was thinking about the sort of workshop I gave this weekend I kept inviting people to bring permission energy in their space especially when we're learning energy tools and there's something I was really taught well in the tradition um, that I learned in Boulder around energy work and have spent a lot of time in classes there and I've so appreciated this energy around permission give it permission really open yourselves up to it, really move out that rigidity. Because permission energy is a way, like I've been mentioning, to say yes to trying new things, to being flexible, to allowing ourselves to expand, which ultimately in turn brings more creativity and possibility in. And so when you're teaching, when I'm teaching energy tools to people, I've been noticing from my own experience and now teaching it that the more we can let ourselves play rather than trying to get it, get it right, we actually learn a lot faster and we're more open and available to make mistakes, to ask questions and to not judge ourselves so harshly. We get to actually have some fun. And so I kept saying, bring more permission energy as you're learning this. And it was so sweet. You know, the group of people that were there, I have so much gratitude for and I was teaching a lot of grounding tools and replenishment tools and things like that, as well as some how to really check in with your intuition around when you're debating about a choice, what's the best way to look at the energy of it and tap into your intuition. And I checked in a couple of times with the folks in kind of in the audience and I was like, how was that? And most people said, wow, that was easy. Yep, could totally see it. And this is how I saw it and this is how it might be different. And it was all because they were able to give themselves permission energy to play, give themselves permission energy to explore. You know, um, one of my favorite teachers, Mary Bell at Psychic Horizons, often talks about it as kindergarten energy, which I think is so sweet. And I just, sometimes I can imagine, like, if we, if kindergartners didn't give themselves permission energy to explore, you know, or even elementary school kids, you know, or preschoolers, if we imagined that they didn't have the ability to give themselves permission energy, what would that be like to walk into a room of a bunch of five-year-olds that didn't give themselves permission to explore or to play? How sad would that be? I think some of that magic of childhood and children is that there's this sweetness with like, oh, I'm going to stare at this for a really long time and not care that everyone's like, what is happening for you? <laughs> you know, when you see a child just fascinated by something or they just spit out ideas or thoughts, right, with no filter because there's so much permission, there's so much kindness, there's so much like innocence in that. And so sometimes giving ourselves permission to not know is huge. There was a 
one of my favorite teachers when I was going to school at Naropa. Her name is Karen Wagella. Um, I'm not sure if she still teaches there, but she taught the first Buddhist class. And um, I had my pencil and pen and paper, and I was listening to a lecture that she was giving. And she talked about how she wished people were more stupid. And I, I just paused. I had no understanding what she was talking about. I was like, why would we be more stupid? Like, why am I paying all this money to go to grad school to be more stupid? Like, I don't really, I don't really, it feels like very opposite of what I'm trying to do right now. But her perspective of it was that when people allow themselves to be stupid or AKA people that are considered stupid or when we use that, it's usually people that aren't aware or they don't know They also are giving themselves a lot of permission energy. So when someone allows themselves to not know or to be stupid, they usually end up trying things. They usually end up being more open to things. They usually end up having a level of innocence or ignorance where they show up to something and they're more available. So she said, if people were more willing to look stupid, we might have a world that could be better, right? Like how many people, how many times do you wish you could just go to a club or an activity or an event or something with just a level of like, I have no idea how this is going to go. I have no idea how I'm going to feel. I have, I literally don't know anything about it, but I'm willing to kind of be stupid about this and just go and just learn. There's so many people that have this pressure, this idea or this image that they already have to know things, right? They can't look stupid in a way. So in a in a roundabout way, sometimes letting ourselves be stupid is actually permission energy to really allow ourselves to learn and be creative and play. And that's actually the route that I took when I moved to Boulder. I didn't really know anyone. And luckily, I ended up meeting some really fabulous humans in my grad school program. But I was also trying to make friends outside of my school program. And there was all of these women's groups, you know, kind of pre-COVID um, and... 2015, something maybe five or six years ago. And I really carried what Karen Wagella said into my experience of learning how to reach out and connect with other people. I was like, I'm just going to show up at this full moon event. I'm just going to go to this class where I know absolutely no one. I'm going to get in my car (laughs) and plan a trip to New Mexico where I stay at this hostel and I have no idea what I'm going to do during that time. I'm just going to let myself be stupid, you know, and stupid doesn't mean not being safe. So I want to like clarify that sometimes jumping into something, there is some, you know, parameters or boundaries to learn into, but giving ourselves permission to not know anything or everything. And it has been so worthwhile for me to take that route to giving myself more and more permission. And I think it is so important, especially when you're learning energy work, to give yourself permission energy. So in this moment, I'm going to bring it back to you. What do you wish you gave yourself more permission energy towards in your life? Is it a certain idea? Is it a certain path that you'd like to take? Is it a way that you see yourself or work with yourself or emotions or some sort of rigidity in there? Maybe you've been in one of those difficult emotional cycles where you know a lot about something that's not working for you, but it kind of gets stuck in there. And so there's not a lot of permission energy. There's a lot of judgment. And so it feels like there's a lot of almost like a closed fist, kind of a lot of strain. I think it is really difficult sometimes depending on how we've grown up to give ourselves permission energy 
in the moment to give ourselves space, especially when the body is going through a difficult time and constricting. You know, there's a lot of people I know, I think I've mentioned this before as well, that um, around me are heroes. They have chronic illnesses or debilitating things where the body, they're trying to heal a lot of stuff in the body and it constricts. And so trying to give permission energy and to stay open to the experience takes massive, massive courage. So bringing it back to you, what would you love to give more permission energy? What could you bring more permission energy to? Is it permission energy to let your heart open even a half a step more, just a half a note, just like a a key on the piano. Sometimes when I'm teaching people to ground and to also fill in their energetic space, it's giving people permission to bring in more of the frequency that they want. Oftentimes, we're trying to manifest or build something, and so giving ourselves permission energy to actually have that allows us to really, really move into our worthiness around it. It allows Again, creativity. It also allows for surprises. I love when my guides surprise me with symbols or kind of synchronicities. And so sometimes when I allow and I give permission energy and say I would love to feel this energy or have an experience like this and also giving permission that it could be different than what I might want, but could it be full of some sort of loving, playful, fun surprises? Again, sort of marrying this play idea with permission. Serious energy and being super serious and rigid all the time is always going to narrow our field of experience and it's always going to narrow our ability to receive greater things. I sit here on a Tuesday morning in Westminster, Colorado, 20 minutes from the town that I spent several years in in Boulder, Colorado, with a heavy heart with what's happened today in terms of the shootings and things like that. And I think it's one of the biggest times to give ourselves permission energy to feel and to love and to grieve. You know, it's not always just permission energy in terms of a positive manifestation. Sometimes it can be permission energy to just feel and to honor our full selves to let everything in in a really full, authentic way. So permission energy is not just this sort of spiritual, supposedly high-frequency way of bringing more things into our life. It's also allowing us to really, really surf energies that are difficult because we don't cling to them with permission energy. I find that a lot of people are afraid to give things permission because they feel like they're going to get overwhelmed And sometimes that can happen. If we give ourselves full permission to feel something, we might actually go through a difficult wave. But when we go through difficult waves and we breathe and we stay with ourselves, permission energy is like this life jacket. It's this thing that as we're getting tossed and turned around in this sort of storm, we are still above the surface with breath, with permission, and we allow ourselves to know that we can get through things and we strengthen ourselves. We strengthen our connection to ourselves and our confidence. We strengthen our joy. And it also smooths out this fear or this doubt in ourselves. Along with permission energy, doubt is one of the biggest killers to intuition. And doubt is also a way that we don't allow ourselves permission to trust ourselves or to trust our ability to hold more than we think or to feel more than we think. 
if you are listening right now and are one of the people that I've had immense pleasure in doing readings and healings for either in the past weekend or at different conventions. Some of you I've done readings for via text or over the phone, around a fire, on Zoom. I just want to thank you for continuing to draw more and more towards your inner light, towards your courage. I call it heart fire a lot of the time. We need a lot of heart fire right now. We need people sinking deeply into their love and their permission and their creativity so that we can all continue to expand. With permission and expansion, we can see each other better. We can see ourselves better. When we go through things in ourselves that are wide, that give great experience, we also really, really learn how to appreciate other people and their own unique path because the more we experience the more we're able to actually hold and see more people without judgment. This is actually what we need in a world where there's a lot of ravines happening, where there can be an us versus them. I don't believe in the us versus them. I believe that we all just need to come back, continue coming back, continue giving permission, continuing opening. So... If you're one of the people in the world that I've met and had the pleasure of connecting with, thank you for that. Thank you for teaching. Thank you for taking in and thank you for offering. And if you're a person that I haven't met, I hope someday that we do. And I hope someday that I'm able to hear your journey and your story about how you're not only healing yourself with this work, but how you're also healing the world. It's really huge. Thank you so much. Sending so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, soulessencewellnesscenter.com to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.